Welcome to NFL MAO. I'm Luke. I'm Aiden. Hey, Luke. Yeah. The thing that we've been waiting for the whole summer and kind of the entire last football season has finally happened. We got the Deshaun Watson rolling, and there is even more drama. I mean, it's a lot of drama. It's it's really it's 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 all pretty sick. So yeah, we should we should lead with that. Um, what a week it's been. That's why we waited till Friday to see if anything else popped off. It's been a, a hefty week of NFL news. We've been waiting to hear about what might happen with the, the Sean Watson thing. I know I sounded a bit. Um, when I re-listened to the episode, I sounded like really like less than hopeful last week. I was like, man, I, I'm I sounded maybe like, just a realist. I just sounded like, man, maybe nothing's gonna happen, and it wasn't nothing, but m- metaphorically, it kind of was. Uh, th- basically, Deshaun Watson was issued a suspension of six games. Important to say that the precursor the day before was that the NFLPA and Deshaun Watson's camp knew that it was going to be something that they would accept, so they put out a statement saying that they were not going to dispute it. Right. Um, So six games. This comes from um, former federal judge Sue L. Robinson. Um, She was agreed upon by the NFLPA and the NFL – to, to act as a middleman. This is something that is in the collect the new collective bargaining agreement where now the NFL isn't judge, jury and executioner. Goodell wanted to be out of that business of, of having to hand down the punishments. Um, and so they hired an outside source and everybody was cool with that. They felt that that was most fair, but in the CBA uh, therein lies a, a ruling where Goodell can step in and, and, appeal that and make a decision himself if need be, or hire an outside arbitrator and, and, um, appeal it. And that's what happens. So the six games thing, we can start there. I, I, I mean, slap on the wrist. Like, I think, uh, I think the, the defender of lots of these women, uh, had a great quote where he said, it's not a, it's not a slap on the wrist. It's a kiss on the cheek. Um, you know what I mean? Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, I It kind of annoys me, but I understand it. When people consistently have compared Deshaun Watson's penalty to the penalty imposed on other players for lesser offenses, such as Calvin Ridley losing an entire year for gambling in a very minor context, I get it. Um, what's it De- DeAndre Hopkins is going to going to have a six game PED suspension, which is the exact same amount of time. So I get why people come to those conclusions. However, I think these should be like separated and taken on their own. I do think if a player gambles, they should be um, penalized, maybe not an entire year, but I do think that fucks with the integrity of the game. I think if a guy's taking performance enhancing drugs, they should be suspended. It fucks with the integrity of the game. And I think if a guy acts monstrously and it was, determined that he did so in an egregious fashion i think that not only does that fuck with the integrity of the game but it actively hurts real humans lives not just the players um and so many people are affected by this i don't i have said i don't really think he should be playing football 
let alone getting a six-game suspension, which is, like you said, a kiss on the cheek. So much so that they came out ahead of time and said, "Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna dispute the ruling when it comes out tomorrow." So it's absolutely rat fucked in my opinion, especially with the comments from Sue Robinson for her findings in this. It makes me grossed out, and until we'll get to this part, but until the NFL decided what what their response was going to be, I was honestly a bit soured going into the season. I was a bit soured to see that. Um, It makes me really, it it just grosses me out. And it just seems like when you're a high enough profile player and you make enough money for the league, it doesn't fucking matter what you do. Even when it's like a serial offender type of situation. Well, somebody, somebody pointed out, I think maybe, maybe it was Ryan Clark. Maybe it was Dominic, Dominic Foxworth on first take. Um, But you know, everybody points to one of the blackest uh, scorch marks on Goodell's ledger where, you know, when that Ray Rice stuff happened, he gave him a t- initial two-game suspension. And then, you know, he made it worse and stuff, but what they what they pointed out was like Ray Rice didn't 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 leave didn't like, you know, fall out of the league because of because of the things he did wrong. He fell out of the league cuz he stopped playing really good football. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. That that's that's the fact of the matter and everybody goes very business mind. I understand going very business mind, you know, morals go out the window when you're trying when you're talking about Xs and Os, but this isn't like it's something that keeps being stressed on a lot of like media sources I respect, which I appreciate is that this is a very very human story. Um we're dealing with lots of human beings. Uh, if you want to compare it to if you want to compare it to other people's cases and the suspensions handed down, um, I think that's not really possible here because it's unprecedented. Sue L. Robinson that's pointed. That's my issue. Pointed, like a lot. Of, sorry to interrupt, but a lot of people have. In, T, this is not. This is not a shot at you, um, because you're not the only one that's done this. But a lot of people have compared Deshaun's penalty to that levied against Calvin Ridley for gambling because it was twice as much. It was or three times as much. It's a whole season for Calvin year. Ridley, well, and I don't think it's comparable just based on who is affected by the decisions uh, made by the players. You know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, like, not even gambling. Let's talk about sexual assault. Let's talk about violence. Like, didn't Roethlisberger get six games comparable. for, like, That's more for like one woman saying something? Like, this is yeah. 23, 23, 24 civil suits. 23 are settled now. But Sue L. Robinson, the most confusing part about, you know, a respected judge. You know what I mean? Like this is her first decision, and it has to, and it's being appealed because who appointed her? Was she NFL. one of those Trump appointed judges? Mm-hmm. So the uh, the whole the whole the whole cherry on top, I guess, if that's the way you want to put it. If that's the way I want to put it. I don't know. Is you? She opens her report saying that he was predatory in nature. He did do these things. Like he used, he used, he used his status, his to, status. to, to have premeditated coercive, like, like, you know what I mean? Coercive, like over and over again. Like it was, it was, a, it was patterned. You know what I'm saying? And she it's, says, it's, yes, it's serial yes, in nature. It's serial. She's like, yes, he is a danger. Yeah, he can only utilize Brown's massage. Like all these things saying all these things that like, yes, basically being like this guy committed sexual assault. But, and this is what the report literally does, it's like, but, based on the precedent set by the league before, I can't really give any more than this, was the reasoning at the end. And I think that's ridiculous. Like, I think that that is the most, like, 
lopsided way you could go about this. Um, the world's watching. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. And I think, I think Mina Kimes uh, mentioned Love it. Mina. I mean, yeah, Mina's the best. But Mina's like, look, p- public opinion is playing into this. Of course, we're in a different spot. 2022 is different. Uh, and the, the only way precedent changes is when somebody changes it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. So, well, I can't. My hands are tied. And it's like, your hands aren't tied. You, you, you have a chance you were li- to. You were solely given the opportunity here to. to... When you use precedents from a more antiquated time period in American society and in the football landscape. And you're basing it off of, I think it was the Zeke precedent and the Roethlisberger precedent, both of which had one accuser. Um, And you're going to base your suspension off of that. This is your chance to rewrite how the NFL views violence against women, which has consistently been a pockmark on the league since I've been a fan of the league. You have a guy that has been deemed to be a serial assaulter of women he they 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 use the terminology non-violent sexual assault which to me is a misnomer i'm not exactly sure how i don't know what i don't know what's violent i don't know what i don't know what's violent non-violent but it's said explicitly in the reports and in all this stuff that like he's ejaculating on women and like that is and like and 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 non-consensual touching is occurring like walking into like walking into if you Walking into sessions wearing towels that are purposely too small to cover himself, like shit like that. That's in the reports. I'm not making that up. Yeah. And that's also what's been accused by the women in interviews. Um, is it illegal to spit on someone, Luke? Is that a hate crime? Is that a is that a an illegal act? Look, man. Is it illegal to ejaculate on someone without their fucking consent? For the average Joe. But then other people get two hundred and forty million dollars guaranteed. And I'll tell you what, I would have watched football this year, but I would have had such a fucking pit in my stomach if the NFL didn't do what they did next, at the very least, continue on with the timeline, Well, they just have, they had everything to lose by not appealing, and they had three days to do so. Um, in the midst of, like, that window, other stuff broke, which we'll move to next. Uh, Sue L. Robinson's second decision in this position. Um, but... The long story short is um, the NFL did appeal. Goodell, people were wondering, Goodell could appoint himself. Goodell is allowed to appoint somebody else to, to, to hear this appeal. Um, and, and basically what, what the NFL says goes here. Um, so, I mean, seemingly. So uh, Goodell appointed Peter C. Harvey, a New Jersey boy, yeah. uh, to hear the Partner NFL. Partner at the P- – Patterson Belknap firm in New York. See, there you go. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, so a former New Jersey attorney, he's going to hear the six game suspension. He's, he was a former federal prosecutor. He has, um, he has experience dealing with sexual assault, violence. Like he's this been sort of involved, thing. I think in some of the other ones as well, if I, if I wasn't mistaken. Yeah. So some it, other NFL stuff in the past. It is. Uh, and also like, there wasn't even a fine. Like the league is also going to seek to impose a monetary fine, given that Watson is currently only forfeiting fifty-seven thousand five hundred dollars per game missed, based on his twenty twenty-two base salary of one million one point three five million over the eighteen-week season. That's because those cool Browns structured in a cool way, uh, knowing that they might yeah, get a year cool. off because of the, you know, it's it's gross. So, I've heard the NFL once at least a year. 
We'll see what happens. I, I personally think that the only way, prece- like I said, precedents don't change unless you change them. I think two years makes sense. Trevor Bauer and the MLB got three for one woman with some proof. This is a lot of women with some proof. I, I mean, it, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sitting here trying to be an angel or a fucking, like, I, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm just sitting here as, like, a fan of this sport, a fan of this league who wants it to be a part of my family. It, it, it is a part of my family my whole life. I'm almost 30. I want the NFL to be a part of my life moving forward. And I want to be and able to pass this down. And you want it to be a resoundingly okay wholesome that. thing. Yeah, I feel yes, okay about that. Yes, you want that. it to be something that you don't have to, in the back of your mind, feel like there is systemic issues um, that would maybe even preclude it from like exposing your children to it if it continues. Sure. Um, my... So I'll say this. Um, fuck, I don't even. Sorry. Continue. I gotta. I gotta rehash what I was gonna say in my head. That's okay. No, I, it's it's so now we kind of sit and wait. Um, we sit it's and wait. We weren't even sure if the NFL was gonna like because you know it gets messy. It's like if we if we do this, it looks like it undermines Sue L. Robinson's first decision. But at the same time, we have to. We have no choice. Like everybody sees what's happening here, and and. You know, the for the most part, the media has shifted over the past few years. Like, the 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 important outlets, you know, especially I think of like I think of our lives just since 2020, just since like the Black Lives Matter movement and COVID and stuff like that. Like, call it call it the media skewing left or whatever, but I call it like the media like skewing toward like you know pers- personal interest uh, in terms of like humanity and whatnot. So empathy yeah empathy and it's important too so i think that's hap- that's what's up i don't know what the what will become of it but here's what i i like to think that whatever the league hands down goes but that's not the case this could get so messy it could turn into it's a legal gonna shit it's show. gonna get messy. deshaun could sue this could go to federal court this stuff could tie get tied up legally to the point where deshaun could actually play week one because of like, I don't know if you've heard that. Whoa. Yeah. I like, like Deshaun could technically like, if it gets like, if it gets like to there and like put on pause or whatever, and they're in arbitration and whatnot, he can walk on the field week one from what I understand. So how can he not be placed on the commissioner's exempt list? I, I don't know what any of this how? means. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what any of I, I don't know what's what's right or wrong. I don't know what's fair. Or Dude, unfair. this man like, should not be allowed to play football right now. No, no. I think maybe I, ever. I like think, I'm being honest. He should not because people are looking at this just like Sue Robinson did, based off of the bullshit precedence that has been levied in the past by the NFL, where they want to keep their big name guys in because it's the fucking big bucks when they're playing. You have a chance to reset the narrative for how the NFL treats and um, punishes people who treat women poorly. So I truly, if you want to look at this as a fucking rational human being, I think we can, many of us rational thinkers could agree that a guy who's been accused of all of this stuff and a judge who has found that he acted egregiously like this probably should not be the one of the faces of the NFL playing football in front of all of these fucking fans. How do you have this guy jog out there week one potentially and have all of these female fans um, expected not to like turn off their televisions? All I see is a fucking hand right now <laughs> on your camera. So... I don't know, man. It makes me really mad. And on top of that, I think people need to understand that all of these jersey and helmet reveals and the next story, which is about to um, we're about to speak on involving the Dolphins, 
a lot of these things, in my opinion, um, are there to distract. They're there to distract from the Deshaun Watson narrative. Sure. And it's just gross. I'm very glad that the NFL decided to finally take the proper course and they are appealing it instead of just letting this fizzle out. Pretty much the it only is gonna choice. Get, it's going to get bloody. It's going to get the Deshaun is likely going to counter soon. It's going to get wild. And I definitely don't think he should be allowed to play if it's in litigation. Last couple things, last couple things I want to note about it and then we can move. It's just that uh, a like the Browns are saying Deshaun's remorseful. Deshaun's saying he's done nothing yes. wrong. Um, even though like they mentioned the, the, triggered, the Browns made a horrible statement saying how people may have been triggered. It's just so stupid. Like, God, they're so stupid. Um, it's, it's, it's very, very sad. And honestly, Gross. it's sad to like watch like people I respected too. Like I really liked Kevin Stavansky. I can't watch him. I can't watch him sit out there and dodge these questions. And like, he knows what's up. Like, you know what I mean? He knows what he's doing. He knows what's up. And guess what? If this were the Vikings, I would be, I would be just as quote unquote sanctimonious. Like I, I, I don't know where I'd be right now if the Vikings went out of their way to pay this huge contract to this dude with all this stuff. I don't I think, think, I don't think I'd be in be... a very, very bad situation where you'd potentially be sitting out a bit. I truly do. I, if I know you and your family, like I think I do, I think you would have a hard time watching them. I think Jim, you guys are those kind of people. Jim Tomey is a, he's from where we're from baseball hall of famer played for Cleveland, uh, for a long time among other teams. But, um, when they, when they went out and, when they went out inside uh, Deshaun, him and his wife uh, got rid of their season tickets. They were like, nah, nah. You know what I mean? And that's – I respect that. I'm sorry, I do. And I, I think the Browns is a very wonderful organization, and this is such a stain on one of the most historic <laughs> like historic teams bad. in NFL history. Granted, they're known for being bad uh, uh, like of our time, but like – this is a this is an important franchise, and this is a this is an indelible mark on your franchise forever. And what even I mean, and and out of out of a out of a team that is like known for having like the nameless the unknown soldier at quarterback, you know what I mean? Like now you've got the most memorable quarterback story of all time. So I I I, I for better or worse, it's it's fucked up. Um, we can move on. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot more to talk about with this Deshaun Watson thing. It's gross. Um, it should not be the issue. It is if you if you properly can reset the the way that these kind of offenses are handled. I truly think that these issues may be lessened because players would be more hesitant to to wield their power to be coercive against women and. I mean, if not that, then players will be shuffled out of the league when they do this shit. Well, and then we they'll just be gone, and then there won't be offenders like this well, in the league. And let and me we, say – oh, sorry. I'm not trying to cut you off. That's it. That's well, it. Well, it's just like let me say this too. Like, Sue L. Robinson wasn't judging on whether or not he committed these acts. Like, isn't yeah. the whole point, like, judging on, like, whether or not he impugned the shield? Like, isn't this about, like, whether or not he violated the conduct policy? Like – it, that's which it, we're they deleted to... off their website. Luke, oh they deleted God. it off their website. Did you know that the no. NFL deleted the conduct policy off their website subsequently after that? It's like, dude, like, it's just fucking gross, man. Uh, like, here's the thing: of me course... and Luke are adults now. We've watched the NFL since we were younger. Of course, there have been issues throughout our fandom throughout our life. Absolutely. But we are at the point. 
like, where we can talk on these things and we can, as human beings, take the football aspect out of it and be like, we love that the game of football more than most things as a hobby, as a personal interest, and as a thing that we engaged in in our youth. Luke, more than me. We were both high school football captains on a team that wasn't great. We love football, but we are also human beings who respect our fellow man, and we definitely respect our the women in society. And when shit like this happens, I'm so goddamn tired of seeing shit on Twitter would maybe not the greatest cesspool to be gathering your fucking public perception. But, but people it- saying stuff like, he actually already had a year suspension last year with the Houston Texans. Or um, uh, there weren't even any fucking criminal charges. Like, dude, sure. this guy should not be playing in the NFL if it's been found that he was egregiously being a thing. serial it's offender like, I'm not, of women. I'm not saying go to prison. If there's no criminal charges, there's no criminal charges. But the NFL is a privilege, is it not? It's a game. It's a game. Like, he should is, not be playing is, in it. This is a high... A high a well-paid game. And so Ugh, I'm getting animated. Dude. Well, and, and I'm so mad about no, this. but just to like, and I understandably so. And just that last point, it's like, yes, thank goodness this is happening and unfolding at an age where we can like kind of understand what's up and, and discuss it uh, logically because I don't know, man. I, f- I don't know if I'm the, if I don't know about these kids that are, are mobbing Deshaun Watson after practice and just want their quarterbacks autograph. These kids that are Browns fans, they see orange and Brown. That's their team. Like, they're not going to understand and it's going to be it's going to be poison like I, i'm i was an obnoxious little fucking kid and we grew up just you know like i loved the vikings so much that if i were one of these kids right now like one of these rabid browns fans that's excited to have this quarterback if so, if 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 the public opinion is telling me this is okay, you know what I mean, then then it's just then it's just like anything. It's just like uh, it's just being loyal to your team, right? Like that's my fear. Like that's my fear of what's is is what could happen that to, is the, to this like absolute, new yes. wave of like fans and stuff. Like we have a we we have an opportunity to 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 change the way the, like NFL is perceived and the way fandoms going to work moving forward. I think that's a great point and I think going back to the point I made before that I just think I I would request that people try to separate their typical um, thought processes on the dynamics of your of your team in in the league and try to look at it from just like an outside like human aspect and that's what we're saying like yeah, try to like, look at this this isn't all right. this, this is not okay like tr- try not to compare it with what you've had in the past and try to look going forward would this be a better situation if guys like this were not in the league in my opinion yes maybe the league suffers a bit someone will take their place someone will someone will start for the browns it'll be another quarterback that's nameless potentially but at least it's not Someone that is actually a serial offender walking around. That would unsettle me if he was in my locker room. Well, and we've also and spoken no way privately that, that this this locker room seems to be fully behind him. And I don't know, it man. It does seem to be in terms of like, you know, but... Pers- public perception and such. I don't know but. about all 53 guys behind that because I hear former NFL players talking every day about how sickened they are. So, I don't know. I'm unsettled when I think about what and, he did. And guess what? A new quarterback, or a quarterback walking into this system with a like what Stefanski's a second year head coach, third year head coach. Like they've been moving around OCs. Like they needed to get to camp and work, and instead 
they're like this isn't going to bode well for them as a team regardless the media circus that's surrounding this the the, the media circus they paid hundreds of millions of dollars for is is, is, is here to stay and it'll it, be it'll be here for years around the browns this is not never, going away he could, if he if he could never play it down and we're going to hear about deshaun Watts, watson and the browns in the news linked forever for the foreseeable future so it, it's just you know that's it's the most important news that's why we talked about it so long but um we have cooler stuff so there's the ne- some drama though what happened the next day walk me through that one yeah, so I actually wasn't even tracking that this was another Sue Robinson thing. Her second um, decision. Yeah, so we had heard issues with Flores' accusations against the Dolphins for tanking, which that I, apparently is unsubstantiated based on Robinson's findings. Mm, However, it's minimized. In, minimized. In, okay. It's minimized in her in her stance. She said that it's maybe it was they more didn't of like, find proof. Of she was saying it was more of like a joke. They wa- she waved yeah, it off. Yeah, that's a little. what it was. She like waved it off. Yes. And I'm sure that happens all the time um, in, eh. in the league. Eh. But if you're not going to off, if they didn't find any proof of actual financial compensation for losing, I guess. Anywho, what they did find was that the Dolphins owner was tampering illegally. Uh, what's this fucker's name? Ross, Stephen Ross or something. He So the NFL sanctioned the Dolphins for impermissible contact with quarterback Tom Brady when he was both with the Patriots and with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers for entire seasons, two in uh, total, and with former Saints head coach Sean Payton when he was still coaching. The Mm -hmm. Dolphins, as a result, will forfeit their first-round selection in the 2023 draft and their third-round selection in the 2024 draft. Owner Stephen Ross is suspended through October 17th and fined what is a slap on the wrist to him, a $1.5 million in, co- in damages. Here's the thing. The, Dolphin, or the Dolphins still have a first-round pick in this coming-up draft because they had two. But losing a first- and a third-round pick is a huge deal. Massive. And the fact that... The fact that an owner of a football team was like texting with Tom Brady for two straight seasons while he was playing is wild to me. It impugns uh, on the integrity of the game. Obviously, they were trying to poach a division rival quarterback. On top of that, I think Tom Brady should be in trouble for this. He won't be, and they they said as much, but he should be in trouble for this. Fuck, yes, he should. It was frustrating, though, for, like, this to be the Tuesday morning news after the after Monday being the Deshaun stuff because, like, we had to sit and wait for the appeal, and then this felt like, you know, this is all anybody was talking about for that whole news cycle, and it felt like a weird, like, don't distract us, like, don't do this. I I, I want to I keep the important stuff important. This isn't unimportant. This is a big deal, but it's also... It is important for, like, NFL and, like... um. GMing and all of that shit and all of the like mock drafts, all of those escalating aspects of the game. But the Deshaun Watson news, like we've mentioned, the human aspect is much more important. And when you sandwich in shit like this, it does distract. And I think it was absolutely purposeful. Go ahead, sorry. Um, no, I was just gonna say that. Um, also, releasing it in that cycle of like back to back makes it impossible not to compare the two. And I see a team losing draft picks important draft picks and i see an owner getting fine you know like in the millions and i'm like this man got six games and no fine like i'm like for this like i'm like do you understand the disparity in like how we value things like it it was just like oh it was just like a surreal like orwellian like like fucking world i was living in you know what i mean it was i i I don't know i get it 
this Dolphins situation is fucked up. Um, do you think that Tom Brady should be penalized, especially if he was entertaining these uh, conversations for two years while playing with other teams? I know, Tom got what four games for the deflating footballs? I don't remember. Probably is something like that. So just uh, it's like eighty percent of Deshaun's suspension. Um, <laughs> but regardless, like so he's been nailed for for stuff before. Um, I I don't think so. I mean, he's the I, king. He does well whatever the him. fuck he wants. There's no and reason when to he comes, suspend Brady. When he retires, he will become probably a broadcast personality. It's not that big of a deal huge. to me about like a team calling a professional player. It's a grown man. Like I understand there's contract stuff, but this is not. It's not really where my head's at right now. I don't care about that. I care more about the fact that the owner getting fined and suspended and stuff like that. Uh, took the time to like celebrate as a win to go aha like be like basically say like I told you I wasn't tanking like Flores said like it is and that's weird yeah that is weird well I guess this is a good segue to another quarterback who I think should be in trouble for shit that they potentially did um, Aaron Rodgers had some dialogue about how he went on his little vision quest with ayahuasca in the off season and how that helped change his outlook and mindset and potentially, um, you know, catapulted him into another MVP season. Here's the thing. Um, I have no issues, no qualms with, uh, psychedelic drugs to each their own. Go ahead and go do ayahuasca. No, it's awesome. Good for However, psych- psychedelics. Do your thing. How is it allowed? How is it okay for a quarterback to be like bragging about doing psychedelics in the desert and such? And then a wide receiver will get fucking nailed for smoking some weed. It's just kind of wild to me. Rodgers won't get in trouble for this. He probably should. It's whatever. I'll do you one better. It's pretty fucking tone deaf to have to like, it's pretty tone deaf to be, to, to have that flex happening like the same day that. Britney Griner sentenced nine years in Russian prison for uh, like good call. A, a I didn't even cartridge. think about that. Just like look, like I understand these are these are apples and oranges, but it's like you know when when the news when sports news is is dealing with a very real human issue about having to like exchange a Russian arms dealer to get one of our own people back over a cartridge of of weed and that's the news that day and then aaron Rodgers' story pokes in about being like i tripped on ayahuasca and and i'm a better i like myself more and 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 i was an mvp for it and stuff it just felt gross too am i reaching too far there uh i would say no i didn't think of that and i didn't even like i mean dude i'll say this i think aaron Rodgers is insufferable i think he's insufferable i hate hearing about him he's so annoying he's very excited um, he tried a drug which is cool like it's whatever uh, drugs, man. Are, drugs are neat i, I, I like guess him. what Got, people who actually like drugs don't fucking brag about it to nfl media this seems like you're bragging about drinking seven beers and three shots in high school and yeah. you kept track he's okay he's cool he you're likes... the cool guy you're cool you're so you're so cool and attractive and young aaron you're so cool aaron you're very cool i'm really proud of you continuously getting personal accolades while um, dragging your team through the mud, including your teammates. So it's fine. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I hope I, – I got news for you, man. I don't think ayahuasca is going to get him another Lombardi. That's just me. But Did your AC just kick off? 
AC now. Somebody... I just felt like a pressure change oh, in that audio from my headset. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking into different parts of the mic like this. No, you're good. Okay. I think maybe we should pivot away from some of these, uh, you know, like sad, terrible fucking luck. stories. They live in a I think world. it'll be... Quickly, I do want to mention one of the major talking points from last week's episode was Kyler Murray having oh, the yeah. study clause. Yeah. That actually got so much of a pushback that they the Kyler came out for like an interview segment with the media and like said that this is a joke. The how like basically how dare you have this narrative about me? So they removed that clause from his contract officially because of the blowback. So funny. Um that just a quick quick update on that i also wanted to quickly oh, talk about is funny you're right we needed this god it's so funny. yeah this is less funny kind of a kind of an interesting situation I didn't play though, video Matt. games <laughs> somebody posted a statistical analysis of kyler murray's performance during the weeks where call of duty has double xp weekends and he plays far worse during those weeks oh, i find that very funny especially someone who's going into a master's program predominantly focused on statistical analysis so maybe in the future i could join pff or something wouldn't that be me i've thought about that be a very big fan of that that would make um, our show official matthew stafford is dealing with something akin to pitcher's elbow which i'm not super knowledgeable about luke maybe more so however i have thrown my 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 elbow out while throwing a football a lot um i used to throw footballs a lot you know and when you do it too much your elbow gets shot and you cannot throw with velocity you need it hurts really bad if that's happening um that's not great but apparently this was an issue that dogged him the entirety of last season and now he's on a pitch count in the offseason and when you're good enough you don't really need to take part in all of these offseason preseason games and practices but this is something to monitor going forward throughout the season um this guy relies on his arm talent to make incredible throws and if he is limited in that capacity um it's probably going to limit what they're able to do as an look, offense going well, forward. look here's a dude that um has thrown for five thousand yards in a season here's a dude that spent the bulk of his career throwing so many times a game because he had megatron and nothing else you know what i'm saying so like, and then last year he threw a lot, you know what I'm saying? And he's not young anymore. So like, look, I, that's what I'm I, saying. I, if I he's got that issue, no, it's going to limit your offense. There's no incentive to overwork him in training camp. Not when they just won the Super Bowl and, and he's playing just fine. Chill out. Like, and, and also figure out a way to, to work in some more short passes and, and the running game. That's what you got to do because you want Stafford for at least another two years. And um, yeah, you want and, him and for you the want end it, of the season. And you want to get another Super Bowl, which is not impossible with Aaron Donald still there and Cooper Cup still you just, there. Like I mean, you just got Allen Robinson, who's going to be like top form. He's our dude. He's blowing up. Seventeen game season, and then and then the playoffs. Though, if somebody's got an elbow problem in the preseason and it plugged him last year, I don't know. I, I it's going to be tough to can to to we'll maintain have to keep that throughout the season. All year. We're going to have to keep an eye on and. That. Stafford has been oft injured his entire career, oh, yeah. not just like elbow, but just shoulder in general. Boy, wasn't it a shoulder once? Maybe twice. He had a lot of shoulder issues. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I I like Stafford. I'm rooting for He's him. Very but good. It, but um, it's hard for me to feel any like feel any like bad about it at all i'm like if it's if, if he's if he's done he's done he's not i mean this is look he didn't tear his acl or something like it's just fucking pitcher's elbow but i'm just saying 
if we're in the twilight, if we're leading into the twilight of Matt Stafford's career, that's fine. He just he just cherried on top. Like, he's the man. But that said, they are built to continue their run. So they need to be very smart, and they will. They need to be smart about managing his pitch count so that they can try to maximize what he can give for this team throughout the season going forward because you don't really care about him early, even early in the season. In my opinion, it's 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 towards the end of the year. You need him to be firing. You need him to be going. You don't need him to be do- like plagued with elbow injuries that require you limit limiting the play calling. He options. has nothing to prove. Last year, he had yeah. to come out the gate firing. Like he had to show that this was. I mean, that was such a big big move, earth shattering move. Yeah, they to, blasted to the, the Bears. They but blasted the Bears early in the season. They did, and he had to come out the gate and be like, "This trade made sense. I am really good still. Like I am the missing piece to this team," and he did it. And now I think they can be a little more conservative and find ways to utilize these weapons, um, where not everything is so dependent on your 30 plus year old quarterback. It'll help to have a uh, running back healthy this year, Cam Akers. So that'll be, that'll be a benefit I to them. I wonder if he's tried ayahuasca. Dude, that's a great call. Maybe he should go do some ayahuasca and then never shut up about it. Maybe get a really, really confusing and stupid forearm tattoo and then show up looking like Nick Cage from Con Air. Can I maybe? say, can I just say the worst part is if, if Aaron Rodgers was like, like our age group, we grew up with them. We'd probably be his bro. We'd probably just think he's just great. I don't know. He reminds me of like, he reminds me of like, um, uh, you know, just got a poet's soul. You know, he's getting so old. He looks so old now. And I think that's part of the problem. I, I think he's looked the same age for like fucking 10 years. So At least know. our significant other has never been an actual witch. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I think I think people have joked that Shailene or Shailene Woodley's a witch. Is that, like that's that. crazy. Shailene Woodley rocks. Um, I'm just joking. She I, had a meet in clay. Is that right? <laughs> I think so. You're fucking blowing my mind. Is that where you think the so <laughs> ayahuasca is is a recent development? Um, it's so funny to me because like a. He's always been this way and, and needed all this okay, time to ready reveal for this? himself. Or... Why does Shailene Woodley eat clay? Woodley oh, no. further explained that she eats clay because she believes it binds to, quote-unquote, other materials in your body and helps you excrete those materials that are not necessarily the best for you, like toxins and heavy metals and whatnot. And people were joking that like she was forcing him to eat clay and stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> you didn't know that? Okay. Absolutely not. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that is intriguing. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I I don't know. I'm no scientist, so maybe she's right. Um, anything else I we mean, got? I eat clay. Yeah, we got a couple things. So we obviously have training camp happening. Um, I will speak on the Bears briefly. I think we'll end on the Hall of Fame game just because. I mean, we kind of did the the podcast Friday morning this week so that we could hit on it in case there were talking points. Yeah, dude, we had football so, last night. We're back in our rhythm. Uh, we have football every week until February, be that college or NFL, and it's very exciting. And I know that preseason games are not the most riveting to watch. It's very sloppy, um, but it's it's kind of cool seeing the, the juxtaposition of NFL Hall of Famers being enshrined while also seeing 
young players that are third, fourth, fifth stringers trying desperately to make their teams. It's kind of cool seeing those two ends of the yeah. spectrum. And out and, in a stadium that's like a glorified high school stadium that, oh, is, that, is, that is steps away from the, the steps of Canton the Hall, Football Hall of Fame. Like it's, it's, it's like the, the coolest high school is. stadium of all time. It's the best setting <laughs> If it is. is. It made me nostalgic last night. I visited the Hall of Fame twice with my dad, and it was a yeah. lot, a lot of fun. I didn't know Aiden was going to chug coffee when I said that. There's no, yeah, no need you know, for a moment of silence. It was just a good time. Here's the thing. Luke oft drinks or fills up his coffee, and he gives me the warning by holding the mug up to the camera. Maybe I should do that next time. Um, the, We'll talk about the Hall of, game, the Hall of Fame game first, and then we'll talk about training camp at large. Um, No starting quarterbacks in the game. You had Jarrett Stidham against Stidham. Like, Jake Luke. He'll good. It was it was still fun to watch. Um, Josh Jacobs got a lot of runs in in screens early. I don't know if that's exactly what I would do with my lead bell cow running back in a contract year. You've got Trayvon Walker who flashed early. Mm-hmm. His the very first play from scrimmage was a roughing the passer. <clears throat> People were giving him shit because he whipped Stidham. My thing is this: if you watch. Trayvon Walker looks obscenely athletic out there, including on that play. That guy is going to be a problem once he puts it together. Super athletic. Um, oh, yeah, they were they were talking very I think, highly of him last night. I think that the Jaguars. I mean, I'm not going to go as far as to say the things that T was saying, where he could potentially beat up that division. But I think yeah, that they are in line for major improvements, and they did have the biggest spending of any team in the offseason. They did this year what the Bears are going to do next year. Very they gave supportive. out like $140 million guaranteed. I've been very supportive of their moves. I still am. Um, but watching their B squad last night, I was like, Jesus. This is, yeah, uh, it, this is a very shallow team. Keep in mind, they did not start or they did not play a huge amount of their like key players. That's why I said like, B squad, inc- including inc- well, even like their 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 second stringers. Some of them didn't play. Okay, like, copy hardly any like, of their wide receivers. They, it was it was rough. And I know it's preseason, and and I'm I'm not being too judgy here. I'm just saying like you and can it's tell the their Hall best of Fame play- game, yeah, which is a week early. Uh huh. So you can tell their best players aren't out. Um, and, and it's a new head coach uh, after a, a very turbulent year last year. I mean, this time last year we had Tim Tebow on the roster and Urban Meyer was the coach. So it's been a weird year. Um, Dude, Mark Davis still looking odd as fuck I watched him munching a wing. Yeah, I watched him munching. He's just a wing. he's just tongue in his splits. He, he ripped the wing the and was talking to somebody with wing in mouth, and I and I'm like, come on now. Come on. Okay. So the Hall of Fame game, we're so excited to have football back officially. It's not meaningful football, but it is live football, which hey is man. so important. It's Tony Dungy talking before the game. That's good enough for me. Getting they they like they made him put his jacket on. It's it's so good, good stuff. We're excited to see it. Um very proud of the Hall of Famers that are getting enshrined. Super cool to see. You got Bermeals, your Seymours, your Butlers. You got you got a lot of stuff going on with that. Super excited to have it back every week. Um, I'm going to pivot to training camp at large. So I've been following mainly the Bears, obviously. The reports from training camp are positive for the secondary. It looks like our secondary is going to be much improved with these two rookies, Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker. Our offense is disjointed and bad. Um, And on top of that, I think it's very important to mention, our offensive line is already the worst in the league league-wide perception at least 
And now we lost Lucas Patrick to a hand injury. We don't know how long that'll take to come back from. You can't really use a club on your right hand when you're a right-handed center. So like best case scenario, you move to guard. Um, And then on top of that, no one knows what the fuck is happening with second round pick who we traded up for Tevin Jenkins. Um, Tevin Jenkins, we traded a third and something else to move up in the second to get him the same year we got Justin. Um, We thought he would be our franchise left tackle, at least our, prior staff did he got one training camp practice in two years because he had a fucking back surgery last year comes back at the end of the year and his best play is a play where he tried to fight a vikings player for cheap shotting justin fields late so that's good it's his best play is like getting a penalty for starting a fight it's whatever i'm glad he stood up for justin now he's just not even in the facility for like seven practices in a row and our coaching staff and gm are being dodgy as fuck saying that it, he's working with trainers. However, he's not working with trainers in the context of all the other players where you actually see them working with trainers. So where is Tevin? There's reports that he's being shopped for a trade. I don't know, man. When you have an offensive line this bad and you trade it up for a second round, like pretty resoundingly like first round graded talent without the back injury stuff, um, and you're just going to probably trade him for pennies, it sucks. It sucks because you needed the Bears to have good outings and good good uh, projections for their young talent because we have so few like good young talented players. Sure. So you've got Roquan, who has not been re-signed. You've got David Montgomery. You've got, we thought, Tevin Jenkins. you got Fields and a couple other guys. And that's like it. Everybody else is up for up for trade, up for leaving the team potentially. You needed Tevin Jenkins to play well. And now this is just another fucking bad mark on the on the offseason and a bad mark on Ryan Pace's fucking legacy. So I wanted to hit on that. And at large, before I leave off and let you talk, um, Fields has not looked all that great, but that is mainly due to installing a new offense. He's had his moments, but the offense looks really bad. That's it. It's going to be mean, bad yeah, here. What is he supposed <laughs> to do? I mean, yeah, it, it it doesn't it doesn't look good. It doesn't bode well. No, it looks really bad. He, I think he's gonna get hurt. I think he's legitimately gonna get hurt. I mean, I don't want him to get hurt, but I would love for him to have a season out so he could come back with like maybe a receiver next year or something. Here's what you do: you shelf him, you shelf him, and you go get Garoppolo for a year, and you let Garoppolo take those hits, Sounds and you just good. shelf him. I mean, I do. I, 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 it's not the worst idea. I'm <laughs> kidding. Am I? Am I kidding? It's not he, the worst idea. Gar- Garoppolo played in Illinois. Garoppolo sounds like a good Bear quarterback. You know what I mean? He's from the Chicago land area. I mean, I'm sure he'd take some hits. I mean, he's if he plays the Bears, he's gonna have to. Tell me about the Vikings training camp before we head out of here, Luke. There's a good energy in the gym. That's, There's a good energy in the gym. I started watching that the other day, by the so way. You know, Much like baldness or necrophilia. That is literally the Vikings uh, training camp. There's a good energy in the gym. Stop slacking, Justin. I'm watching you. I'm watching like, you. Literally, <laughs> like everything is great. Like, Hey, Kirk, you call that a sit-up? Or, called, hey, Bradbury, you call that a sit-up? I heard Bradbury's getting pile-driven by Harrison Phillips. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I heard every- he's your weak link. Everything is so good. Uh, they announced Jared Allen's getting put into the Vikings ring of honor. Um, I think October 30th against the Bears. That's so, cool. Or maybe October 9th against the Bears. One of the two. Audience, never forget Jared Allen played for the Bears. That's true. Hey, so Never did, forget it. So did Hall of Famer Allen Page, who was also... Um, 
at the facility when Jared Allen was there, they had Alan Page and uh, Carl Eller there, two members of the Purple Peep leaders in the 70s. Um, this this team is like really connected to the history now. Like the this new regime is like is bringing bringing like past and present together in in the most unbelievably satisfying way <laughs> to to someone who is like studied this team and and just cared about it so much uh it's been it's obviously a big part of my life so um i'm i'm over the moon about that i'm over moon over the moon about the prospect of of how things are going um i'm happy that people say dalvin looks really sharp um the one two of he had a little and, brief exit for injury i i heard but i think he's still doing fine he, look, he looks like his cuts are good he looks sharp um I, I'm happy with him and Madison as a one-two again. I really like that. Uh, Aunt Booth has been getting rave reviews in camp so far, going up against you know some of the best receivers in the league, in my estimation. Um, yeah. So I, I'm really happy about that. I think Cousins. I've heard good things about Cousins. I've heard uh, really good stuff about how uh, our defense is is going to shape up with our pass rush both with the D line. It sounds like you guys are giving like, Mont. Sorry. It sounds like you guys are actually going to give Mond a chance with this new regime too. I heard he's oh, getting a chance for the second. And, and, and here's what I'll tell you. Uh, he looks awful. <laughs> Dude. I didn't know that. It is like, I mean the reports, the reports I'm hearing are very negative <laughs> about Kellen. Mond. I was not high on Kellen. Uh, and uh, so I don't know if he'll get, I don't know if he'll get the number two. Um, for real, I, I've I've heard not great things, but they are giving him a, a, a fair shot. Sorry to cut you off, Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter, if both healthy, that's scary. And then you have a couple key additions on the interior. Yeah, um, your your pass rush is going to be frightening. Galileo, Galileo, it's going to be pretty bad. I'm the Bears very, are going to get eaten. I'm in a very good spot. Jared Allen getting put in the Ring of Honor against the Bears is going to be a very good spot for me. Um, I had a phone call with my mom and brother and sister last night to narrow down what game we're going to do. And it sounds like we're going to be in the fucking building for Vikings Patriots on Thanksgiving evening. Um, exciting. I, I couldn't be more over the moon. Like this team seems like just, just like the squad. And it feels like we're going back to like really good, just really good eras when the team had a lot of flavor and a lot of camaraderie and it felt like a team, you know, like, like I think of like the Oh nine era when the Vikings were like that. And then of course that like the late nineties and then now bringing back players from the seventies and players that are really integral to the, the team history and having them around, having John Randall be back in the building all the time. Like just all yeah. this, it's just so, so good, man. Like we, it's so good. <laughs> I couldn't it must be, be nice, man. I couldn't be happier. It must be nice to be optimistic about your team going into the season. And well, I think if there were a year to win the NFC North, it would be this year with if you uh, were, if the you Packers were, more so in flux. If you were drafting Justin Jefferson's and stuff, you'd be this happy too. You, you know what I mean? I've, I have, I don't know if I've said a bad thing about Justin Jefferson no, I know. since he was drafted. I, you know I, what I mean? I, I I agree, but what I'm saying is like my my even when we were sucking like like the last couple of years, it's like my prospects have been through the roof because we've been bringing in really yeah. in, interesting talent. So like, I'm I, just hoping Ryan Ryan Poles can actually write the ship. He's doing what I wanted. It's just it's just a really bleak outlook 
for this year for the Bears. We're going to have so much money, but like I'm just so worried that it's going to be an unwatchable product and that Justin Fields is going to be so bad and get strip sacked so often. He sure does. Which I think legitimately will happen, I think. Aiden Hutchinson. Especially dude, I it's not good. It makes me sad. Oh, um, our offensive line is so bad. It happens. It, it happens. You guys have like first round picks at every position, pretty much. You've got a first round pick left tackle, a second round pick right tackle, a first round pick center who oh. sucks. You've got like who's your oh. guards? Gar. I'm actually not sure. It's not Drew Samia anymore. No, I I um I'm not positive off the top of my head. Anyway, we got the bulldozer. You got Dozier. We do no, he came to the Bears. No, he came to the Bears. He signed with the Bears and then tore his ACL. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, the bulldozer. All our, right. Our, in think... my opinion, our line has been our O line has been very interchangeable the last few years. So it's been it's I've not been keeping track of it very well. You got that guy from LSU for some reason who's not starting it. But, I've heard oh, very good also... things about Darisaw though. He I've heard that he looks good in camp this year. I thought Darisaw awesome. was going to be good. He will and then be. He had some injuries last year. He'll be all right. I, I have, I have, I have good feelings about that. But that's just me. I, I'm happy to be positive about something. And I think there's I'll a lot s- of interesting stuff going on in camp with other teams too. I heard that Pickett yeah. might start over Trubisky, yeah. stuff like that. Trubisky, Trubisky has been quite bad in in <laughs> camp. I heard. I, I heard during during the seven drill where you got to rip. I can't remember exactly what the drill is. I think you might have to rip a seam shot in between, uh, like zone three coverage. I'm not sure if that's exactly what it is, but apparently he went like over six before finally hitting it. Um, it's not good. Trubisky's not a great quarterback unless you really cater your offense to his skill set. He's not going to be able to hit certain things. Um, that, that said the Steelers have some pretty good talent at wide receiver. They just re-signed Deontay. All of these wide receivers are getting Buku contracts. I think Darnell Mooney is going to get a sizable contract at some point soon next year. I think Justin Jefferson's going to shatter the record and make like close to 30 million a season. Um, happy it's to, wild. Happy we've had a, it. we've had some camp injuries. Ryan Jensen, the center for Tampa Bay. I think he's potentially going to be out for the year. Yeah, Tim Patrick bad. wide receiver for the Broncos, a big target, a pretty big signing for them out for the year. I said last week, unfortunately, we're at that time of year where injuries are going to be rampant. So keep Steelers, your eye out on that. Steelers paid what, Deontay Johnson? Is that who it was? The receiver yeah, got a Johnson. contract. Yeah, like, so he got he got like sub-20 a year, but he got a two-year contract, which is smart because he's got a sizable guarantee for these mm-hmm. two years, and he's got a chance to hit free agency again while that still young. a nice young. contract. And I think it's smart to get your money – after seeing how bad Mitch has been <laughs> and Pickett's not been much better. And maybe you're smart to get your money quick before you get a bunch of errant throws coming your way. Sure. Um, yeah, 100%. I, I wonder if Lamar is going to get a contract signed. Uh, I think Lamar should. I think Roquan Smith should pay these young players. Just pay him. I Just pay him. Also, I wanted to say one thing about the Vikings before we go. Greg Joseph ended practice the other day, uh, eight for eight, uh, ending it with a fifty-eight yarder with room to spare. Oh, you um, need that. So that you're makes, gonna need that. That makes me happy. Um, a lot of people are saying maybe it was just Zimmer's fault. Um, I'll take it. Whatever. 
he's so crotchety crotchety like everybody wants like you know what like you just come off as like a belichick wannabe if you're not being belichick like you can't just be a prick and be a loser too like i'm sorry you have to win if you're gonna be a prick or right right so and also did we ever talk about did we talk about kirk saying i just saved your job and like the report that i that almost like, brought it up it's so funny there's yeah google so it. last season yeah google this last season we saw a field goal victory for the vikings <laughs> right afterwards kirk cousin open hand palm smacks right in the chest uh, smack zimmer in the chest and then just says um say what did he say exactly so we saw it happen we saw him like like and it looked like and then zimmer like like came back at him like aggressive and like grabbed his sh- and it looked like it was like were they celebrating or were they gonna, like it was fight? gonna be a fight and they waved it off but the report was uh that uh that kirk like screamed at his face i just saved your job to zimmer but didn't he say like fuck you or something to him or fuck yeah because that's what i thought we saw Oh, I don't know. I don't remember that. Okay, maybe not. But we thought we saw him say fuck and stuff, and we didn't know what he was saying. But now we know that he said, I just saved your fucking job. It's and then pre- Kirk, good. Kirk said that, and Zim- Zimmer wanted to punch him, is what he said. He was going to. I remember Patrick dead. Peterson getting over there, too, and kind of like in between. Stuff. It was it was good. It was good stuff. I don't like Kirk Cousins. I'm glad you like him. It's whatever. I Very pro he Kirk. It, he won me over over years. That's I didn't fine. like it at first. I remember liking the draft pick by Washington. I remember thinking that's smart. Yeah. As somebody who played you said Michigan I'm a, you State. Said Notre I Dame used to, to play. Cousins. Notre Dame used to play Michigan State every year. We don't really do that anymore. Not a huge Michigan State fan, Luke. I'm not going to lie to you. Don't Let's like get out any of, here. of the teams in that state. Let's get out of here. College football's coming back. NFL football's coming back. We got more Deshaun Watson happenings coming soon. We will be back to our weekly schedule breaking down the happenings in the league, breaking down games, even though they're not meaningful. We're excited. We need this. It's a good distraction we coming up. We need this. We need football, dude. It's a we good distraction it when lives. it's not like horrific Bad. stories. Yeah. It's a good distraction when you're actually seeing games. Um, we love all of you, and we can't wait to talk to you again. Love, For love, love. NFL MAO, I've been Aiden. I'm Luke. Laters on the Men J. <laughs>